Welcome in to the Locked On Knicks podcast, Gavin Shaw, Alex Wolf, and we are back with part four of four of our Locked On Knicks NBA Futures Draft. If you missed any of the previous parts, be sure to circle back and check them out. We covered the New York Knicks last time, but Alex, it feels good to say this. We talk about teams worse than the New York Knicks this time around. Yeah, we are into the dregs of the NBA, the absolute worst of the worst, the teams that we don't want anything to do with. And we're going to explain exactly why as we conclude this uh, Locked On Knicks NBA Futures Mock Draft. A little bit of a mouthful there next on Locked On Knicks. You are Locked On Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I think we see Willis coming out. There he comes right now. Stop. Yes. Tucks left. Now fires it. And he's good. And he's fouled. And he's fouled. Anthony for three. You are Locked On Knicks, and we want to thank you for making Locked On Knicks your first listen today and every day. If you didn't know, we are now available on all platforms, including on YouTube, so certainly go check us out there. But who's talking to you? I'm Gavin Shaw, a play-by-play broadcaster. Just wrapped up my first football weekend of the season. It was a blast. He is Alex Wolf, editor-in-chief of the Strickland, the greatest Knicks fan website out there, so check out all their great coverage. Who knows, maybe we'll have some Strickland writers on the podcast soon because it's always a good time. They're the best in the biz. And we're about to get back into it with my guy, Marcus Barahal, the former host of the Lockdown Nets podcast, wrapping up this NBA Futures draft, the premise, which teams would we want for the next 10 years based on championship equity, how many total games we think they're going to win. It was a fascinating exercise. And here are the teams that are the absolute worst right now on Lockdown Knicks. All right, guys, we are back uh, to do the final 12 teams, the dregs of the NBA, the loser Lakers, the sad Hawks, uh, all <laughs> all coming up next. And we're, we're going we're gonna to make things a little quicker, a little less explanation, a little less deep dive, as, as much fun as we are all having. Um, I think uh, I, 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 I say that as I completely forget where we are. Uh, Marcus, do you? Marcus is one more. Do one more yeah. Okay, yeah, go, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's ironic that you call this the drag since I just picked the magic and I'm now looking at maybe picking the heat. Uh, and I think, <laughs> um, I'm between the heat and the Hawks. And I think I'm actually going to go with Atlanta. Wow. Just okay. because of the mystery factor at this point. Um, the heat, I feel like I kind of know what they are. I don't know that there's a ton of guys on that team that I'm expecting to make big leaps. I'm not a big hero believer. And so looking at Atlanta, the possibility of, of Trey and DeJounte um, kind of complementing each other's skill sets. I like um, Hunter, hopefully could take a step forward. Okongwu, I really like, although he's going to have an extension soon, as is Hunter. Um, the A.J. Griffin pick for them, I think, had a lot of upside. And then they've still got guys like Collins and Capella who are good right now. Um, I think they'll be a solid middle of the Eastern Conference playoff race team this year, but I think they have some upside depending on how Murray and Trey fit together. Yeah, I, I like that pick a lot. That's who I would have taken had had they made it past you. Um, I mean, no matter what, even if this whole thing doesn't work out, Trey, you can trade down the line and get a huge return for, you know, and they have Collins who, you know, could also potentially be a, a you know, trade chip in his own right down the line. DeJounte too. I think you could easily like a year from now flip him for roughly what they they traded for him and recoup your assets if that that whole experiment doesn't work out, but pure talent wise, they have a, a good collection of talent there. 
It's just if it's all going to fit. I question the fit a lot, uh, which is why I think they're going to have to completely retool this thing in like two years again. Uh, and that is if Trey hasn't already decided by that point, like, all right, that's it. I'm out of here. Like, trade me somewhere else. But that's the biggest thing for me is just how it's all going to fit. Yeah, I think I would have taken Miami just because I'm so concerned about Trey as a centerpiece, ironically enough, because of how Miami just dismantled him during playoffs and like took away a lot of things he does well and unless he's willing to change how he plays and become a little bit more Steph than like how he currently plays in, in terms of moving off the ball I I just think there's a there's a ceiling there and granted they made the Eastern Conference Finals two years ago and if Trey hadn't gotten hurt given that Giannis did get hurt maybe they win that series so who knows but I just I don't really love like the the upside of a lot of guys on that team even though I think they're pretty decent now but uh, Alex circles back to you who do you have yeah I I went back and forth. I actually don't even necessarily know if I want to take the heat, if I'm being honest. Uh, I, I had another team technically above them on my board, although I'm going to I'm gonna pivot in real time and go with the heat here. Um, just for that short-term title window, I mean, if we're talking about if that's the ultimate goal here, is like, again, you know, I, I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't acknowledge this point that I made earlier in the show as far as what I was saying about the Warriors. Like, you know, most teams don't get a championship every 30 years, you know? So if there's a chance that the heat in these next couple years could win a title in the Jimmy Butler era, uh, which they've been well in the conversation for, for the last like three years now, since they got Butler, I'd, I'd be a hypocrite. So I'm going to take them. I don't fully believe in them. I think that, you know, to your point earlier, Gavin, they need someone better than Butler if they're going to legitimately win a championship. Um, but uh, you know, I, it's I don't know. I, I think there could be like a lull coming after Butler retires, whenever that ends up being, because I think he is going to play there till he retires. Um, and I don't know if I would trust Hero and Bam to carry me into a new era. And I also don't know that I would trust Hero to be a valuable enough trade asset with their complete lack of draft picks at this point to net me someone good. Like as we're seeing with the Donovan Mitchell sweepstakes it seems like the Heat aren't even really in the conversation because they don't have draft picks. And Hero's just not that good to be like a Jalen Brown type guy that you could be like, oh, this guy could be a centerpiece of a deal. So that's where I'm at with the Heat. I just I don't know if they're good enough to to get over the hump and actually win the title, but I, I'd be remiss if I, at the, what, 20th pick of this draft, if I let a team that's been to the Eastern Conference Finals like as many times as they've been actually made a finals run a couple of years ago, even if it was in the bubble, like I, it, you can't ignore that at pick 20. So I, I have to go with them. Yeah. I think, I think getting them something like 20 picks after the Clippers is, is a very good deal or 12 picks are, because they're, they're very similar. They have, they have a lot of overlap in terms of just like, it feels like they're never going to be bad. And, and they always, they always have the chance of like, if there's a guy available, like he's going to New York, Miami or LA. And like, that's, that's pretty much what the NBA is these days for the most part. Um, that being said, uh, I have the Lakers uh, next on my board, but and, and that is that is purely a bet on every free agent will want to go there. But I am scrapping that. I am not going to pick them because I'm just so disgusted by how mismanaged they've been over the last couple of years. And it, it's kind of insane to think there's a world where they just kept everyone together and like traded for DeRozan last summer. DeRozan wanted to go there apparently, and and obviously the price for him wasn't really anything super crazy or was he did he sign with chicago as a free agent i don't even remember um 
He did yeah. sign as free agent. Okay, yeah. So Calgary, yeah. he he wanted to go to LA last year. So they just signed DeRozan, kept KCP, kept Kuzma. I'd be like, yeah, they're going to be really good for the next few years until LeBron ages out. But that's no longer the case. Like no young players, like no real upside there outside of superstars. All their picks are, are out the window outside of 2027, 2028, 2029. So I will go with uh, with a couple of of younger teams. Um, I am, and this pains me to say, given given the recent uh, a war we've had on Twitter with their fans. But I'm going to take the Utah Jazz just because they are on track to join Oklahoma City, I think, in terms of pick capacity. The issue is they don't have any of the young talent that Oklahoma City currently has. Like, there's really, like, there's no one on that team. I kind of like Jared Vanderbilt, but there's, there's no really, like, young guy on that team I'm particularly high on at all. But they will just have so much maneuverability over the next few years. I think there's a world where one of those Minnesota picks down the road looks really, really good. Um, not at all free agent destination. I'm almost talking myself out of it as we go, but I, oh, do I want the jazz? All right. They already took them. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll settle on the jazz. Um, and then the teams I had next, the, the next three, because they're all like pretty even for me. So I'm going to talk it through in real time is Portland, Brooklyn, and Sacramento. Um, Sacramento is just, I just fear the, the general management there. If, if I was just looking at the roster, they'd be up there just because they have so much offensive talent. Uh, Brooklyn, despite not having any picks, just because the core, like, I mean, there's still a world where they keep everyone and they, they could win a championship this year. I don't know. Um, but I think I'm ultimately going to go Portland for kind of having a middle pathway between those two teams in that they have the win now player in Dame, but I love Simons. Like he was, he's low key, like one of the better scorers, one of the better pull up three point shooters in the NBA over last year. Um, I can still talk myself into Shaden Sharp. It sounds weird to say that the guy's like 17 and should still be in college right now, but I can talk myself into Shaden Sharp being something. And they just have, they have some good young talent across the board. They have Jeremy Grant. They have some decent flexibility. They're not going to be particularly good next season. I don't know what the, what the ceiling is there, but I think they're striking a pretty decent balance of, of some good young talent with the ability to be like a 45 to 50 win team right now. All right, guys, we'll be back with Marcus in just a sec. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm curious who the bottom team is going to end up being. But before we talk about that, a very important announcement. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stone? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit. It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction time slows way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different, drive high, get a DUI. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree about the Blazers. Um, with the Jazz, I think especially if they trade Mitchell, um, to Alex's point earlier, I think it was um, about Houston. It's just very theoretical. Like, it's a lot of picks, but who's their, their young guy that they have right now? Is it Walker Kessler? Um, they just don't really have real players beyond Mitchell right now. Um, mm-hmm. Who are who are looking towards the future? Obviously, have uh, Conley and Bogdanovich still, but yeah, uh, don't love that pick. But the Blazers pick, I'm I'm on board with. Yeah, I had to say, I, I literally here's my exact note that I wrote on the Jazz about to trade their last star. We'll have sort of a Thunder Rockets s situation with picks, but don't have the young core to back it up yet. And they can't. And I said I can't move them up higher until the Mitchell trade is done. And it's sure that they're going to give themselves the best shot at Wemby or Scoop because. Ainge's own stubbornness is keeping them lower for me right now because if they don't trade Mitchell and he wins them extra games this year and they find themselves in like a very Knicks-esque situation in that like eighth to tenth pick like wasteland there, they're they're not going to be in good shape. This is the draft to tank for and they need to make this Mitchell trade happen sooner than later. And I don't just say that as a Knicks fan. I say that as like 
if I was generally looking out for the well-being of this team, I would want them to make that deal sooner, even if it meant giving up like one first round pick that Ainge is trying to squeeze out of the mix or whatever. Because yeah. I think being bad this year for them is much more important than squeezing an extra middle first round pick out of out of Leon Rose. Um, Blazers, though, I, I feel you. They actually were the headliner of my low tier. Um, just because I, I think that their best move is probably trading Dame at this point. Like, I have a similar note for the Wizards whenever we get to them, but it's just like, where are they going with Dame Lillard? You know, and why are they why are they honoring his wish to stay in Portland at this point? Like, I would think that Portland would be lining up to be like, let's get this guy off the team at this point because we should rebuild. Yeah. Uh just like just like the Wizards with Beal should be like, it's time to get rid of Beal. Like this has run its course. And, and you know, instead they're just stubbornly, I guess, letting their guy be stubborn and say, I want to stay here and, you know, try to win something and do it organic. Like, no, do what's best for your team and trade the guy. That's where I, I just don't see Portland winning anything this year, as much as I love Jeremy Grant too. Um, but to move on to my next pick, uh, this is the team that I almost went with the last time. So I'm happy that they're still here. Uh, I'm going to go with the Hornets um, as much as they're, uh, their one like their their one B star or B star or whatever is a huge POS and uh, beat his wife this off season and is probably rightfully going to jail for a long time, uh, which is great. That really kind of screwed them from a basketball perspective as far as team building and whatever because I thought Miles Bridges was you know he and Lamelo were going to be a really good like young nucleus together with him finally blossoming into like a twenty point per game scorer and you know Lamelo being as great as he is, but Lamelo, he's not quite on that level with like a Doncic or whatever, like as far as or a Cade, you know, where I'm like, oh, man, just him by himself is going to be so good that blah, blah, blah. But he's close. I mean, he's really good. He's turned their fortunes around a lot the last couple of years just by himself, uh, by virtue of being so good. So I, I think that I would bet on him, you know, continuing to get better. And he's going to be like a crazy triple double threat for a long time. He's a great initiator of the offense. He's a better scorer. I think than anybody thought he was going to be uh, as far as being able to score at all three levels. So, you know, I would bet on LaMelo and it just kind of comes down to like drafting and whatever for them, or can they swing a trade for, you know, a good one B at some point. Um, they're not like, they have sort of a weird complicated uh, pick situation where they have some going out some coming in, but they more or less come out at like a, a net neutral, you know, as far as picks, they have probably a surplus of, of second round picks, um, which is good, I guess, for greasing the wheels. So if they can make some of the right moves, like I think Lamelo is good enough. They could be a, a perennial playoff team uh, and perhaps something more than that. If they really knock another move out of the park. Yeah. I wanted the the Hornets. So I'm upset that you took them. I uh, love the Mark <laughs> Williams pick by them also. Um, hmm. My next two picks, um, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to kind of lump these together. I'm going to take the Nets and the Lakers. Um, there's a lot of talented basketball players on these two teams. Um, there's a world where they kind of uh, condense them and the Nets trade Kyrie to the Lakers. Um, and then maybe LA is back in the title race with LeBron, Kyrie, and Anthony Davis. Um if the Nets decide to run it back, I think to, to Gavin's point earlier, um, or not even run it back because Simmons hasn't played for them. If they decide to try playing the players that they have on their roster, um, I think they could they could win the finals. They could make the 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 NBA finals um, with that core. And worst case for them, um, 
if they have to trade those guys, they'll get a ton of picks. Uh, they do still have Simmons under contract. He's still pretty young. They could flip him for more picks, or they could try to build around him and figure out what they have. Um, I like Cam Thomas. I like Daron Sharp. Um, I like this David Duke. Um, they've got a good uh, young core, uh, <laughs> sneakily behind you know all the all the mess. So, um, and then with the Lakers, Gavin, you brought it up earlier. Just like they can recruit pretty much any free agent. Um, Anthony Davis, I think, could bounce back this year, maybe, um, if he's invested. Um, and he's kind of a guy that could lead them into the next few years, at least, um, beyond LeBron. Uh, maybe they'll get Bronny, uh, given LeBron's new extension. Um, and I just feel like at this point, there are two teams that I feel like if things went you know, exactly their way, could actually make or even win the finals. I, I don't really see that for the other teams that are still on the board, by the way, are the Kings, Pacers, Bulls, Wizards, Spurs. Um, I guess the Bulls are, are pretty good and have, you know, Pat Williams, but none of the other teams are, are going anywhere this year. Um, and they don't really have like that one guy that I can really hold on to. Um, so I'm going to take those two teams and, you know, have at it. No, I think, I think those are the right picks. I, I almost regret not going with one of them earlier. Like the Nets in particular, like you just look at what they could get back for, for KD um, and it could be, somewhat close to what the jazz ended up having in terms of picks plus having just more current talent than that team does and i mean once upon a time ben simmons was, was someone to build around so who, who knows if he can get back to that but i i always whenever i talk about my flashback to his rookie year when they had that 16 game win streak where it was basically him bellinelli jj reddick ursan Ilyasova, and like a, a bunch of randos and i was like yeah that guy if you, if you surround him with shooters they, they can be they can be pretty interesting so the nets was good and the lakers yeah i mean they they Kind they of a just, flyer. They're, they're, they're probably they should figure out a way to do it. They just giving me no confidence that they can. But I, I don't know about you, Alex. Yeah, I, I actually the Lakers dead last on my list. If yeah. I'm being oh, honest, wow. I, I just don't like. My main thing is that I think that they, in many ways, sort of lucked into this arrangement that they have right now. You know, their title. Yes, they got it, but it was in the bubble. You know, it, they haven't looked anything near as good since then. Uh, Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. LeBron is finally starting to prove to be, you know, a normal mid thirties, late thirties human, as far as durability goes too. Um, which is, you know, it ha- really screws them over because they just, if one of those guys is out, they just aren't a championship caliber team or, or even a playoff level team without both those guys on the floor. Um, so, but I also think the Lakers are for one thing too stubborn to ever like actually entertain trading LeBron or even trading AD for that matter. Cause I think they always viewed AD as like the, the post successor to LeBron, you know, that's going to stick around there and bring the next star in sort of thing. And then I also just don't, even if they decided to make those trades, I don't have any faith in their ability to make a good trade at this point, because look at like all these trades they've made in the last couple of years, they've completely, they have taken a roster that was somewhat decent, um, and and somewhat well positioned, like even right after the AD trade, and just completely destroyed it. In particular, with the Westbrook tra- Westbrook trade, where it's like, what were you even thinking with that deal? And so I have no faith in them to get better. I think they're just going to continue to get worse. I think eventually LeBron's going to bounce at the end of this extension, or just retire. And I think AD is is who he is at this point, which is unfortunately like a guy that could have maybe been a. I, maybe even a top 10 all time talent, you know, if, if he was just able to stay healthy, but just can't stay healthy. Um, so I, I don't have any faith in them at all. 
Yeah, if they were uh, that, in OKC, I think they'd be clear cut last for me. It's it's literally just the yeah. market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know. And but again, it's like other than LeBron, who else had they gotten recently? You know, and LeBron only went there because he wanted to start a production studio, which yeah. he did. You know, I mean, and, they they got Moskov <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, right. I mean, I, it's tough to find their last big free agent acquisition prior to LeBron because there wasn't really any. Uh, outside of in the Kobe era, you know, when they when they would manage to snag some guys because of having Kobe as the incumbent. Kobe, a guy, by the way, that they drafted. So, like, they kind of need to have that drafted star there to then attract the the free agents, you know. Um, I'm going to go with the Bulls next. Um, mostly just because I don't really have too much faith in them as, like, a title contender or anything. And they have sort of uh, emptied out the pick wallet on this current core, which I think is a huge mistake. Um, which is why they're not higher, but I think that they'll be a decent, you know, I don't know, mid playoff seed for a few years. They'll be like the mid two thousands Hawks. I feel like with Levine as their Joe Johnson. Um, but I do think Levine is still somewhat young enough. He's in his prime that even if a year or two from now they decide, okay, things aren't working, they should still be able to get a pretty decent return for him, uh, which will restock the pick wallet and allow them to potentially get better going forward. But Again, we're really, as we said, we're in the dregs here. I don't feel great about this pick, but I'm making it. Uh, so, <laughs> because you know, they're, they're one they're one of the last few teams, and they're the team I feel best about here. So I, I just think because of the ability to be a playoff team for now, and then eventually I think their guys, you know, they have enough guys with some – I mean, it shouldn't be forgotten either. They still have Patrick Williams, who I was pretty high on coming into the 2020 draft, who could potentially still break out. Um so they've got some young guys, even if I'm not super high on them, and they have some incumbent guys that have enough like trade value that I think that they could sort of restock and reload and get ready to make another run at someone else later. So, yeah, I'm 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 on board with you. They they would have been my next pick just because I think they're they're good enough. If everyone stays healthy to win 50 games, maybe win a playoff series. And we can't forget. I mean, Chicago's still like Marcus mentioned the honest comments earlier. Still a place I think people want to end up if if the team is good enough and there's an infrastructure there. So there's a world where they move on for DeRozan eventually maybe pick up like a couple first round picks for him and then find a way to sign someone to put next to Levine. It's, it's just a lot of, it's a lot of ifs, but they, you, you could make a case for them a couple spots higher for sure. Um, I think it, it's my last two picks now. So I will go with the Sacramento way. I'm just trying to make sure that works out from like all of us ending up with 10 teams. Let me see. I have two, yeah, four, six, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah, two more for you, Perfect. one more for me, and then one more for Marcus to finish us off. He Beautiful. gets Mr. Irrelevant. Nice. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. I am going with um, the Sacramento Kings uh, for sure. Um, just because I like, I like the roster, even though again, about as bad of a market, about as bad of a team over the last 20 years, but Fox was fantastic. The second half of last year averaged, I think, 29 points per game post all-star break. Very efficient. Him and Sabonis were a really good combo. Um, I like the Keegan Murray pick. He obviously lit up summer league, like another really good shooter. They traded for Kevin Herter. They still have Davion Mitchell. Um, There's a number of other like semi-intriguing to intriguing guys there. It's just a team that's so offense heavy. Like it just nothing about it feels serious to me, for lack of a better term. Like there's just I don't see any world where it's weird because they kind of want to win now, but there's no world where that team is is competitive in a, in a playoff series. Like they it would be an all time one eight sweep if they have to play a Golden State or or Clippers. Um, so I I don't know what the ceiling is there. Like the best case scenario for them, which sucks because they've been doing it for twenty years, would would be to get like another super high pick in this year's draft. 
and find that two-way guy that can complement Fox and Sabonis. And Sabonis in and of himself is such an awkward piece to build around, but they have they have good players, and that's more than you can say about the other other teams left. So I will throw them there. And then uh, the Wizards are a clear-cut last for me. They're not in contention. Indiana against San Antonio is interesting because I, I don't mind some of the guys that San Antonio has, like Keldon Johnson. I think Josh Primo is going to be good. I really love, like, Devin Vassell, um, Indiana. I'm a big fan of the Benedict Matherin pick. Um, and I think I have to go with Indiana just because Halliburton is the player I like the most out of the guys left. And it's like, it's not that close. I think he's, he's really, really good. They have a bunch of other guys who are interesting to semi interesting, but I, I just think they have, they have a ton of flexibility going forward. They picked up an extra first with the Brockton trade. They have guys they can deal in, in a Turner and a Buddy Heald and pick up another first or, or two firsts if the Lakers get really desperate. So I, I think they're right to go 29th, but it's not like they have the worst future in the world, especially because I think they're really going to suck this year and they're going to be in the mix for a top five pick when this is all said and done. Yeah, well, I don't have anything to add to that. I'll just get to my next, uh, my next pick. I'm going to go, you know, since we're factoring in like, like, the staff and everything that goes with this, I'm not going to take the wizards because in a, in a vacuum, <laughs> I would take the wizards, but unfortunately it seems like, I mean, I guess now if, if we're in theory becoming the new owner of this team, like I could just give an ownership directive to management and be like, trade Bradley Beal. What are you doing? Stop listening to what this guy wants. Like yeah. he's not a big enough deal to not just trade him. Like if the opportunity arises, uh, but that said, if we're just assuming that things would kind of stick with how they've been going, I'm going to go with the Spurs, although I don't feel great about that either. But again, it's the second to last pick here. Uh, really, the Spurs just need to tank it out for like a year or two. They do at least seem committed to that, which is good. Um, if, you know, this time next year, they have Victor Wembanyama uh, and some other guys they drafted because I think they have the Hawks pick this year. And maybe uh, I could look and see if they have other picks than that. Um but, you know, like if they manage to start building out a better. Yeah, they do have. So they have Charlotte's. Oh, they have that pick that the that the Knicks had gotten from Charlotte. So it's pretty heavily protected this year. Um, other than that, their their other excess first round picks don't kick in for a few more years. So I guess that's a little shaky, but they certainly aren't missing any draft picks. So if they can really tank it out of the park and uh, get women Yama this year, then that's a good starting point for getting back to relevancy, but otherwise they're kind of a mess. Like, you know, they've got, they've got a bunch of role player prospects. I don't really see a future star on their roster. Um, they have a coach that's on, that's been on his way out for the last like five years in pop. And like, I don't know if pop is just waiting for a better moment to go out on or whatever, <laughs> but I don't think that's coming anytime soon, unfortunately. And, Unfortunately, I also think they probably missed their chance to really get a great coach to lead them into the future in Udoka, who was from the pop coaching tree that they could have brought in and said, hey, you want to usher us into our next era? Instead, now he's coaching in Boston, just went to the finals. Will Hardy, coming. another example of that. Exactly. Yeah. So they, they've lost Becky a Hammond. Couple. Becky yeah. Hammond. I guess they could call her back potentially, but. I mean, I the aces into the second round right now. I don't know. No. Yeah, but I, you know, I think most coaches would take an NBA opportunity over a WNBA opportunity if the, especially because of the just the pay increase sure. alone. Kelsey um, versus Josh Primo. Who do you got? Yeah, but like you know, it's it, I just don't like their core that much. But they they at least have a direction, which is more than I can say for the Wizards. My last thing I'll say about the Spurs is they have also had a really really shaky record as far as getting and retaining free agents in the yeah. post Duncan era. 
Um, it seems like every player of note that's ended up there post Duncan has desperately wanted to get out by the end of his tenure there. Um, so that's not great. Uh, so that, but that's why they're the 29th team. I think the main thing that gives them the edge over the wizards for me is just that they actually have a direction, which is more than we can say for the wizards. Yeah. And pick equity. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take the wizards. Uh, I had them 29th (laughs) and I had the Spurs 30th. Um, I don't disagree with really anything you say, Alex. The only thing for the wizards, why I put them above is if they do, uh, one day decide to trade Bradley Beal, they would theoretically get some picks back for that. The Spurs don't really have like a way to get more picks at this point, unless one of their young players turns into something that they want to trade. Um, Rui Hachimura is fine. Denny Avdia is fine. Johnny Davis, I'm not really a fan of, but I don't know. It seems like they're making a push for the play-in with um, the trade for, for Barton and Monty Morris. They still have Kuzma, who looked pretty good last year. I don't know. I think they could be like. I mean, they still have Porzingis. The yeah. 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 I mean, they could trade Porzingis and Beal and, and get some picks, maybe. Um, I, I think they could be like a play in team this year. And then once they trade guys, really bottom out and, and have some more assets. Again, they're the 30th pick. So I'm not, not really here to make a big case for them right now. <laughs> You know, when, when the Knicks uh, inevitably bring KP home, the Wizards will have some pick equity and then and the Knicks will be a, a clear cut title contender. All right. Uh, let me let me just run through this because I think I've been I've been tracking everyone's picks as we go. And I think I have uh, the majority of them uh, correct here. But you guys you guys can correct me if I'm, if I'm off. But final tally, uh, my my squad of teams is Golden State. Denver, Minnesota, the Clippers, the Rockets, the Pistons, the Jazz, the Trailblazers, the Kings, the Pacers. Um, and then Alex's are Dallas, uh, the Grizzlies, the Heat, the Cavs, the Knicks, the Bulls, the Hornets, the Spurs. Uh, hopefully not missing anyone there. And then uh, Marcus's Celtics, Bucks, Pelicans, Suns, Sixers, Magic, Lakers, Hawks, Nets, Wizards. Uh, when we post these episodes, I will put up a little poll where people can vote for who had the best draft. Alex, uh, the early favorite because of one pick in particular, but uh, we will see <laughs> how that goes. Uh, Marcus, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I, I know you extremely well, so I don't think you have anything to plug, but if there's anything you want to say now, now's the time. Nope, nothing to plug. Um, although when you did mention Alex with that with that Knicks pick, it's reminding me of some team picking Bronny James, you know, in the hope of courting LeBron. He's he's courting the Knicks vo- Knicks fan votes. <laughs> yeah, the there you go. that's fine. There you, go. <laughs> you know, I did it all out of normal homerism, not even like knowing that we were going to have a poll afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I want credit for that. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but until next time, uh, we'll talk to you soon on uh, Locked On Knicks.